Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Still in the single digits for the NRL. It's round nine this week. Teamless Tuesday with the SC Report boys. JT and Lakey, how are you, Lakey? Little bit flat this week, mate. How are you doing? What happened? A little bit flat. Oh, oh that's not good. What are, you, what are you doing? Football makes me cry. I had uh, a oh, bad week boy. in Supercoach and a bad week with the Knights. It was rough. So <laughs> coming into this one flat, but um, as I say, there's always another one over the horizon. <laughs> have to apologize, Matt. I was ignoring your misery on Saturday night because I had some of my own not um, playing Sam Walker. Let me just open the, <laughs> the chat. <laughs> I was a fair few um, schnapps and steins uh, deep. My better half had a birthday at the Bavarian and then we kicked on to the pig and whistle. Um, and yeah, it was just too busy, just, well, um, distraught really seeing yeah. 170 points put on my bench. How good is it? Uh, what have you got here? Uh, I'm going to cry. Uh, that's from you. Yep. <laughs> I just said, my fucking God, how did I not play Sam Walker? <laughs> Completely ignoring your misery in the poor nights, mate. It wasn't a yeah. it wasn't a good week. How did you how did you fare overall? Um, I went with an eleven seventy ish. Which it was, it was pretty bad. We're just saying off air. I, I started, uh, oh, sorry, I ended the round on a 1200 and somehow overnight dropped another 40 points. So that pushed me back 5k in the rankings. I'm sitting around 15 something nowadays, which is, I'm looking forward to this weekend. That's, let's put it that way. Yep, I uh, got a twelve seventy four, which you'd normally think was a pretty good score, but it still dropped me places from you know whatever yeah. the hell seventeen thousand to eighteen thousand. <laughs> so the only it's places up like huge surely. scoring. It's just huge scoring oh, these unreal. days. If you're not putting in a thirteen or fourteen hundred, you're really dropping in rankings. It's ridiculous. And look at the sixteen hundreds. Uh, there's like thirty, forty of them in yeah. the overall comp. And you have a look at the winning side from last week, and they've got genuinely decent players. Like it's not sometimes you see those massive scores, and you're like, "Geez, who the hell they've got?" The main one, I'd guess, is probably Asako last week, who absolutely killed it. But outside of that, the core players, the ones like the IPAPs and those sort of guys that we just haven't picked at the right time, have been killing it. So it's a strange old year. Yeah, that's it. If you played a um a Papali'i and a Gutho and a Dane Laurie, you're always putting up a huge score. So more power to you. Mm. But I'm say I um I struggled. I decided not to captain uh, Fafita, and it looked like a pretty good option after his game on Friday. Except then uh, Ponga ran out on Saturday night and completely shit the bed. So it was a it was a really fun game that one. Yeah, not ideal, mate. Uh, at least, did you play Sam Walker? I did. I did. There yeah. you go. Well, Basically, yeah, see, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> you, well, you weren't listening to my misery. <laughs> no, well, that's it. I, I played him basically out of necessity with other people injured and, and traded out or whatever else. I mean, it was him or Jason Saab, essentially, for me. So, um, hmm. I lucked into it more than anything else. 
Love it, mate. No, I love it when your NRL team's going shit and someone's messaging you and it's just about super coach. You're like, I don't care. Just let's see what <laughs> Nonetheless, that's last week. We're going to move on to this week. And a uh, fair few injury casualties coming out yeah, of the, the team list as well. Huge week. Some big name players and some just crushing, uh, possibly career enders as well. Not nice to see, uh, including one from that, that uh, eventful game on Saturday night. We'll go through that. We'll go through the suspensions as well. Quite a short list, thankfully, for that one. And then all the ins and outs. Um, uh, I guess firstly, we did the a little uh, please leave us a review last week because some of the ones we had there were quite dated and we've got a few coming in. I might, Jesus um, Christ, I got unintentionally slammed. It was- Yeah, love it. Perfect. I thought- <laughs> <We> love it. <laughs> I'm, man, I'm 35 years old and I have never once, not once in my life been called lamey. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's the little things like that, hey. I think that's that's uh might see Rob Elkington get a, a shout out on the pod here or at least a start maybe going forward. Um obviously if you leave us a review, the funnier the better. We'll uh take you into the draw to either be on the pod or you can even vote for someone to come on the pod and join me on Sunday. What an absolute thrill. Hey, like you know, you've had that privilege a couple of times. That's it, mate. Yeah. Get the blood pumping, it's really adrenaline stuff certainly does. So let's read a couple of them out. We'll read some out tomorrow. And then next week, we'll announce the winner. JT, really wanted to give you a serve as a Cowboys fan. As a Broncos fan, I'll just sit in the corner. Fantastic pod. Love the content. Lamey, can you run the soundboard, though? What's wrong with my soundboards? I think What's it's the... Yeah, that. I'm pretty What's sure What's wrong that. with that on repeat? <laughs> <laughs> well, Lamey, I think that has you in the lead there. Uh, another one from Deanie, uh, maybe from Townsville, 81. Very informative and detailed Supercoach analysis each week by JT Lake and the boys well that's not true is that true detailed and informative well i mean that part's true but who are the boys it's just you and me (laughs) (laughs) the occasional other boys on the pod being another cowboy supporter love to hear the trials and tribulations ups and downs of another cowboy supporter plus giving it to all the broncos supporters now we've had some fan mail previously about my lack of love for the broncos men and (laughs) so it's nice to see some cowboy supporters backing me on there we know you we you know we love you, I should say, Broncos fans. Uh, it's all fun and games, particularly this week. Jeez, we love to be, hate you. We do. Yeah. I could absolutely be copping it this week given the the matchup that yeah, we've got on Saturday right. night. So lead with the chin, and I'm always happy to, to take it. But anyway, thank you very much, Deanie. It's uh, lovely to hear. He wants to be part of the podcast and finished with a big yee-haw. So that's uh, winning his way into my heart. Uh, one from Brett WC. Please bring back the glory days of Kirkup, Wennon, and Joe Fitz when there was no room for the Cowboy men. So there's the antithesis. That's the anti-Cowboy there. Time to merge the Broncos and Cows to form the North Brisbane Dolphins. Well, that's a weird suggestion, but sure. Yeah. I think there's enough talk about expansion teams at the moment there that we don't need to start merging uh, at least one of the premiership heavyweights in the cows. The Broncos well, can do what they like. but uh, You guys were on a three-game winning streak not long ago and, and the Broncos just towed up the Titans. So you guys seem to be the the stronger two of the Queensland sides at the moment. Certainly do. I think that's uh, yeah, big brother, big brother Cowboys. But anyway, thank you for everyone who's read, uh, written us a review. I'll read out a couple more on tomorrow night's pod. But uh, yeah, as we said, leave us a funny review, constructive criticism, whatever it may be. Uh, let us know how you feel and you could be sitting with me on Sunday wrap pod. All right, Lakey, that's enough about that. Let's get into the news. <music> Yeah, 
It is a doozy of an injury list here. Let's go throughout the top. Brett Morris, BMOS, he was a star of Supercoach in the start of the year and also last. Unfortunately, might be his career done and dusted with an ACL, along with his teammate uh, Lindsay Collins at reverse ends of their careers there. But both of their seasons are done, and that's horrible news for both the Roosters and also Supercoach because those guys were pretty handy. That's it. And Brett Morris even put another 90-point game on before he did his ACL at the end of that one. So horrible to see. And the and the, um, the vision inside the sheds was just heartbreaking. But uh, wish him all mm. the best with um, whatever may bring um, at the end of the season, whether he tries to give it another year or, or hangs up the boots. But um, been an absolute stalwart of the game and um, nothing but the best from Supercoach Talk to you, Brett Morris. Lindsay Collins as well, Origin starter last year. He'll be a big loss for the Roosters who are already down on a lot of troops. So it opens up another spot in the Origin side, in the Maroon side, and also in the Roosters pack. So uh, this week, TKO has filled that void, but uh, unfortunate news for the Roosters and Collins there. The Rabbitohs, they've got their own share of misery. How about it, mate? Look at this teamless carnage here. What's going on? They got absolutely slaughtered. Like They're another team. Cam Murray went off with a HIA, and uh, in the same tackle, he did his ankle. So he's out approximately a month. Um, Reynolds, you know, they thought he was going to um, need surgery on a fractured thumb. He's managed to miss that, but he's going to miss a couple of weeks um, while that heals up. And Campbell Graham, nothing seemed in the game, but spotted afterwards with his hand in a sling. Um, so he's got a broken hand and out a month as well. So um, those are the big three. Jackson Pollard also joins them. He fractured his wrist, so he's out six to eight weeks after having surgery. So they've got a few outs, um, not to mention Josh Mansour is missing with injury and uh, Latrell's still got a couple of weeks to go on his suspension. So they're missing a big run of troops at the moment. Yeah, an easy matchup this week against the Storm as well for them. So that should uh, should bode well. Uh, Corey Thompson, he was the banner last week. Uh, SC Talk banner on the site's gotten him. Uh, horrible stuff. Eight weeks out with a syndesmosis injuries. Had surgery on that one. He was a he was a gun so far this year, an absolute under the radar gun. And then the minute people start bringing him into the side, unfortunately, just goes down injured. It's um we've seen this how many times. That's it. It's super coach physics, mate. Many, many people traded him in last week, and it was the week that he um, hurt himself. So an instant trade back out on after 30-something points, I think it was. It wasn't a big game from him. No, he still scored a try early on in that route, 22-0, and then, geez, I don't know what happened. They went to bed. Kurt Capewell, uh, popular option there. He's questionable this week. He was named. There'll be some uh, conjecture about whether or not he lines up. He looks in looked in a little bit of discomfort with a rib issue, wasn't able to play out the game. So keep an eye on team lists for him, but I, I guess it sort of uh, saves you a trade there if you don't need to move him on this week. Nathan Brown, he had a hip pointer injury, looked also in a bit of pain. He is doubtful for this week. Still named, so... So interested to see what the makeup is. You've got Sean Lane, uh, Oregon Kafusi on the bench there that could fill in for him if need be. And Zach Lomax, uh, issue for the Blues and the Dragons here, dislocated thumb. So he uh, should play, but uh, interested to see how he holds up long-term. Obviously a painful uh, injury and one he couldn't play on with last week. A couple of other uh, minor ones. Sorry, I I wrote that little piece before the teams were named, but um, he, he hasn't been named either. So they've given him a... The rest to get that right, but um, yeah, and say it's going to be a big watch leading up to the origin name. Well, was it a detailed and informative pod? It's just the wrong information. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he should play again in the next couple of weeks. Is what we yeah, meant. To he, say. He's yeah. likely to play again at some yeah. point. 
in yep. the future. Uh, Brett Hamlin, Ueli, he's got a, a syndesmosis injury as well. Eight weeks, horrible stuff. Cody Ramsey, he's doubtful with the rib issue. He was named Ben Murdoch Masilla. He uh, had a concussion last week, a nasty shot, but in the tackle with Talmalola, he's out this weekend and was looking pretty good, scoring some tries, banking some points. So not good timing for him. Ben Hampton out with a pec injury. That could be a long-term one. Sebastian Chris for the Raiders, he's doubtful. Waiting scans to confirm the full extent of his syndesmosis. Jeez, word of the week. And Dylan Arpa, he's questionable with a shoulder injury. So a couple of less super coach relevant ones there. One judiciary bit of news here, Satili Tupanua for the Roosters. He's got one game out with a shoulder charge on yeah, your boy, Connor the, Watson. That's the big one. Um, and it wasn't even penalised during the game. So it's it's come from the, the match review committee um, afterwards. But um, the only other one for the week is Tommy Talao took an early guilty plea on a shoulder charge on Jack Bird. So he's going to be missing a game. Otherwise, we've just got the... Usual run of various fines. Certainly do. And one major transfer. Jeez, uh, don't you love it? NRL merry-go-round. Absolutely groundbreaking stuff here. SN Masters moving to the Titans. Effective <laughs> immediately. He's even been named in the 21. So keep an eye out for Stiles' mail to see if he actually gets the call up. Oh, another one of the, uh, well, we've seen Moose Maguire leave. We've now seen SN Masters leave. So no eye gouging and, and a fewer missed tackle ratio when he's out there. But good luck to Masters. Didn't work out from up in Townsville. But uh, yeah, named on the extenders for the Titans. So might not be too far away given some of their backline injury issues. All righty, Lucky, let's get around into the game by game. And we'll start with that fateful Rabbits v Storm game. It's in Sydney, but the Bunnies are going to have a big issue with uh, a lot of players, as we said, out uh, with injury. Cody Walker, he moves back from fullback into the 5'8 spot with Benji Marshall taking over at halfback. AJ takes Walker's spot at the back. He's been there before, so there shouldn't be any issues for him. Big return, Braden Burns. Nice to see him back in the team list. He's had a horrible run with injuries, about 350-odd K. Uh, we talked about him a little bit off air, but, geez, he was a sort of a guy we kept our eye on a couple of years back, but he just hasn't had any luck, and it'd be a big risk trying to bring in that kind of guy, wouldn't it? That's right. So he's going to be definitely one to watch. And it's going to be great to see him back out on the field again. But um, one of those classic can break at any stage, guys. So I think he's probably done his dash in super coach terms. Um, as much as it'll be fun to watch him play again, um, I don't. I wouldn't be taking a risk on him at any stage. Jai Arrow, interestingly named at the lock position. So he's finally got, I think, his first start of the season. So interested to see just how he goes. He's obviously an origin player and he's only filling in temporarily while Cam Murray's there, but could be some big points uh, for anyone that likes draft or anything like that. Um, as you said, Latrell Mitchell's still a couple of weeks away. So they will have some cavalry returning, uh, hopefully in the not-too-distant future for them. Their opponents, uh, the Storm, they're just going from strength to strength. Uh, Naz and George Jennings both named to return from head knocks. Uh, Chris Smith and Iramir relegated to the extenders. Harry Grant, he looks to have sewn up that starting spot, had his first game there last week. And Brandon Smith, well, he's moved back to lock. And I think we all expected that. Uh, Harry Grant started last week pretty slowly, but absolutely warmed into it. Did you tore it up? Obviously, you liked you liked what you saw. It was brilliant. He was so good, and he just absolutely controlled the game and set everything up and and darted over for himself at one stage. So, going to be very very hard to leave him out of the side for too much longer. Even though he does miss a couple over the Origin break, but um, I just don't know if you can afford to miss the games in between. No, not at all. I mean, you look at how he started the year, 66, 98, 33, and 103. So that 33 is a bit of a blip 
on the radar. Those first three were coming off the bench as well. So three try assists against a pretty depleted Sharks outfit. So you'd back him in against some, uh, well, not so easy beat opposition, but some less than stellar uh, opponents who they've got a couple of in the next couple of weeks. Rabbitohs, obviously underdone here. Dragons, Raiders, Broncos, Titans in bye round, which he won't play, and then the Warriors. So some very good matchups, juicy ones for Harry Grant, but he's such a premium price in the game. But when you think about it, we had him pegging with Cook and uh, at the start of the year. So the way he's just managed to blitz that feels pretty incredible. So I think you're looking at him longer term, say from around 17 onwards, 18 uh, onwards. Ideally, yes, but um, I think I'm going to have to bite the bullet at one stage and actually get him in um, post round 13, just ride ride round 17 without him there. But um, I say just even in the in-between games, he'll be great to have on the field. 5% ownership. It's pretty incredible it's low, uh, pod. It? Yeah. Yep, certainly is. As we said, Brandon Smith moving to 13. So I think he's um, yeah, he's definitely got a home there. I think he's a very serviceable player, B. Smith, and uh, can chime in every now and again, but possibly looking at um, moving him on if you've still got him uh, over the, uh, basically after the buy round. Pappenhausen, he's again just at least another week away is the word we've got on NRL.com here. So tough luck for anyone that's still holding on to him, but uh, in the meantime, Reem, uh, not Remus, well, Remus Smith did uh, kill it last he week. Tore it up. <laughs> Absolutely did. But Nico Hines, fullback replacement, is going just as well. And another guy that we, um, you know, kind of like Papali, you've got Maddo lurking, and in this case, you've got Pappenhausen lurking, and you just don't know when to pull the trigger. Well, the right time was basically from the start. Yeah, that's exactly right. So if you didn't own him from the start, you're already a step behind. Um, but now it's looking like if you didn't trade him out, as soon as he got injured, you're getting a step behind because there's 900k sitting on your bench there doing absolutely nothing. Um, mm. and so a lot of people took the risk and you know took the word that he was only going to be out for the week and held him, and and now it's um, starting to bite you a little bit. But um, if you've held this long, you may as well ride it out. I think he should be back next week, if not very very shortly after. Nico Hines at a negative 40 break even. He's going to skyrocket in price. I mean, he's probably going to go back to the bench and be sort of a 15, 20-minute impact player. But in the meantime, like if you're getting him for that 350K mark, it's almost a straight swap with um, Charlie Staines, who's going the other way. Yep. Obviously, both are, are bi-week players and Staines, if you didn't get rid of him last week like me, you're just sort of biting your time with him and hoping he kills it in 13. Um, spoiler alert, he probably won't, but... In the meantime, a guy like Nico Hines, it's probably still a good week to get him in, uh, given he's still manageable. If he has a ton at negative 40, it's going to be very tough to bring in uh, at a value in round 13. Yeah, exactly right. Um, the only thing that was holding me off is that um, we didn't know when Pappy was going to be back, and then Nico would go back to his very limited minute bench role. So any sort of... Um, profit he made he's probably going to lose before round 13 comes back but um if you did get on him um just enjoy the time when he's playing because he's going to put up some big scores could be this week as well like we've talked about the bunnies being so uh depleted but anyway this could be a bloodbath if the storm boys get on a roll which uh based on last week's effort they just might anything on this one mate before we move on um, no, just I'm, I'm keen on Brendan Smith. I like the look of him now at that 13. It was always going to – it was talked about in the preseason that that's where he's going to end up. Um, and it's uh, finally come to fruition. If he can hold that down over the next couple of weeks and then he'll be the starting hooker when Harry Grant's out for that first buy round, um, he's going to be a very sneaky play in your second row. 
Do you think so? Even with the try last week, he got a 64. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't set the world on fire. Is there much you're seeing in that? He hasn't, but um, I think he's been playing a bit of a bench role too. Mm. Um, so I don't quote me on that. I haven't been watching them super closely, but I only played 45 minutes last week or something for that 64, which was, um, you know, obviously including that try. But yeah, if, if he's going to be increasing his minutes in the 13 and then playing 80 for the, as a starting hooker um, over the depleted season for the Storm, then, yeah, definitely someone to watch. Penrith and the Sharks, Friday, 6 p.m. at uh, Blue Bet Stadium in Penrith. For the Panthers, not much obviously ever changes with them, but Kurt Capel, he's still been named, as we mentioned, battling a rib issue, so keep your eye on team lists. Thankfully for anyone and maybe looking at playing him or even moving him on. It'll be an early game. Yeah. So, so I uh, saw, um, if I can just jump in, I did see something on the Twitter sphere earlier to say that he's avoided any major cartilage damage or anything like that. So it's looking positive, but he's still got to get through captain's run on, I believe, Thursday to line up. Yeah, interesting. So Stasi will be all over that, I'm sure. So, yeah, not really much else to bang on about for Penrith. Their opponents, the Sharks, Jesse Ramian. Um, he was, I think, Benny G's boy a couple of weeks ago on the Ooh. pod that never went to air. Uh, did okay uh, without scoring too highly that week. And then last week he was a late exclusion with a glute issue. So problem with the butt. Uh, Teague Wilton, well, he's back this week. Teague Wilton slips back to the interchange uh taking the place of injured prop Braden Hamlin Ueli. Um, so eight weeks out for Hamlin Ueli, tough luck for them, but they've got a few good forwards. Andrew Fafita, where is he? What's well, going on? Let's say he was cut to start the year and then he was playing Reggie's and um, had a, an awful tackle down there. So he served a bit of a suspension, but still can't get back in the side. I, I think he's, um, uh, well, it was Morris originally who just said to him, your defense is not up to par until it is. We're not going to be playing you and change of coach, but same philosophy. Fafita can't crack mm. the side. No, it's, a, it's a very interesting one. Um, Matt Moylan remains on the extended bench battling a quad issue. So not sure who he moves on. I guess Chad Townsend moving to the future premiership winners uh, 2022 in, well, next year. But yeah, does he, I mean, I've looked at Sean Johnson's game the last couple of weeks. Thankfully, he hasn't really uh, blown any scores out and he'll lose some cash at the 600k mark but um i don't know do you prefer a, a townsend johnson combination or a moylan johnson combination or are we even looking at johnson this year i will be post 13 um so he'll play the round 17 by so that's where i'm going to be looking at getting him um i liked what i saw from him against the storm he played really well in the first half before they got absolutely towed up and the back mm. end of the game so i think he's starting to find some form and he was one of the best halves in the comp last year playing alongside Townsend. So I think they've got a decent chemistry um, once they can both get up and running, but they're not the strongest team, obviously. So they're going to have some hard weeks in saying that uh, hopefully he can get the kicking back once his uh, legs and Achilles is all up to scratch and, you know, he gets everything going again. I think he's, he's going to finish the year strongly. I'll be jumping on board as soon as he starts to look that way. Good combination last week with Britton Nakora for that try as well. I thought that was pretty uh, handy of him. And as you said, they're just it was a tough opponent last Very week tough. against the Very. Storm. The week the week before that against the Dogs, he was, uh, you know, an inch or two away from getting uh, across the line or feeding a ball to someone well, I mean, that's going to score. He played, so, yeah. he played really badly, or he scored really badly, I should say, against the Dogs. But 
if um, Harati holds onto the ball and dots down the four times that he was set up by Johnson, that turns into a monster score. So it was, it's only those little things that can change it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's going to be another really tough week for the Sharks this week against Penrith anyway. So we should see Johnson dropping a bit of cash. Anything else in this game, Matt? No, not for me. Um, I mean, everyone's got a gluttony of Panthers, so it'll be an interesting watch regardless. But um, we sh- they should be expected to run this one in pretty handily. Eels and the Roosters at Bankwest Friday evening. Uh, for the Eels, Nathan Brown, as we said, still named at lock despite um, looking yeah, very unlikely to suit up with that issue from last week, the hip issue. Junior Paulo has been uh, back at starting prop after being a late switch out with Oregon Kafusi, who did catch the eye with a decent score last week. Had a quick look at Paulo's recent run. His last month has been awful. What's going on? Do you follow this bloke much i know he's got a few fans uh on the site and in the the game itself but geez some very ordinary scores after a good start yeah i if i i, I haven't been following him he hasn't been in my team so when he was killing it at the start of the year i was trying not to watch it as much as i could but um mm. did he get relegated to the bench to start last week's game did i read that right so he didn't play yes. a lot of minutes um he's been named to start again this week so maybe that changes a little bit but yeah i think he's just um Came out of the blocks real solid, put a couple of tries on, boosted some scores, but has gone back to sort of his more traditional role. And um, Well, I mean, even Ice has probably taken a lot of his game time away from him when he moves into the um, middle. Yeah, that's true. That's a fair point. Uh, over the last month or so, he's still getting decent minutes at 55, 50. Uh, 43 was his low last week, but um, still doing pretty handily minutes-wise there. But for whatever reason, just not having the impact. And the bloody Iceman, he's just killing everything. He does. So he's, he's starting over on the left and then switches into the middle and plays big minutes. And um, Cartwright's coming in on the left-hand side there. And, and I must say, he's playing pretty well. But um, <laughs> Big B Cartwright. Who that's it. Would the, have party is, the party is on. But, um Ugh. So, yeah, it's probably just that um, they're stealing a bit of his thunder and stealing a bit of his work rate. Ryan Madison named uh, for the second game in a row. Good news for him. <coughs> Excuse me, him coming back from that horrible head knock. Uh, hopefully, see a few more games strung together. Maybe people will start to reconsider him uh, longer term if he can manage to hold the spot down. But geez, just such a, a question mark every single week with him. And as you said, the Ice Man, he's still there. He's still at second row. Shawnee Lane on the bench, along with your boy Bryce Cartwright. Who, if only he wasn't four hundred k, I think people would seriously consider him with that hundred uh, odd points still floating around in that average. But, uh, yeah, I think we'll see more fives than uh, five, well, three figures. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, geez, it's not, uh, not that big of a party. But, yeah, who knows when the real Bryce Cartwright will return. The Roosters, their opponents this week, it's going to be a pretty uh, interesting match here. I don't know how to get a read on the, the Chooks. Their horrible run with injury continues. And they've thankfully got James Tedesco back, a bit of cavalry returning from them from his own head knock. Um, Bemos, he's going to be replaced with Joseph Manu switching uh, back into the centres. So, I mean, they've obviously got decent enough replacements. So you've got Ikevalu lurking as well. Um, for the prop forward rotation, as we said, Lindsay Collins, he's out for the season. Takiyaho, who did pretty handily off the bench, replaces him. So somewhat of a sigh of relief for owners. He's still got Takiyaho, that is, has still got about 100-odd break even so you're gonna have to ride out a few price drops from him sam verrill's detached his retinal half detached did you see that yeah that's um reminds me of um 
Is it uh, any given Sunday where the guy's eyeball just pops out of his head um, in the <laughs> NFL film? But, um, yeah, it, I I sort of saw he wasn't named and that he was getting replaced and I didn't really have a lot of information on it until I saw physio's update this afternoon. And, yeah, detached retina. So he's going to be out for a few weeks at the very least. Ben Marshke finds his way back into the side again in replacing Verrills. Adam Kieran inherits the number 14 jersey. Nat Butcher, he's going to be starting second rower for Tupanua. So, handy enough players, as we said, but, geez, it's a, a depleted Roosters it's, side. And they're coming up against yeah. an Eels side that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Eels are hot at the moment. But, I mean, the Roosters were missing Teddy in, and they had a couple of big injuries in the game last week and put an absolute monster score on my boys. So, they're not playing poorly by any means i think walker's really coming into his own as the season goes on he's getting stronger and stronger and um it should be a really good game it should be a great game to watch on friday night looking forward to it and i'd hope to see angus build on last week as well he'd been a bit quiet so far this season finally broke through with the try got an 80 odd so good to see him back in a little bit of form hopefully that continues uh lock and lamb named to uh make his re-return in the extended reserve so obviously with the likes of sam walker doing what he's doing out there might be the last we see of lucky lamb for a little while but um good for him anyway to see him back and and hopefully healthy in the not too distant future anything on this one mate nope This could be a very interesting watch. Raiders end the night's day game. McDonald's Park in Wagga Wagga. So good to see some more country rugby league after going out to Bathurst last week. Um, the Raiders in the Knights, they're not going crash hot, I think it would be fair to say. For the yeah, Raiders, yeah. it's a always an interesting team list for them. Josh Papali makes a very welcome return after... Um, Getting dropped, I would say, last week. Ryan James drops out completely. Now, what is going on here? This has happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, last week, he got benched, didn't come back on. Um, but yeah, just what's happening here? I've got no idea. Um, I, I know a few weeks ago, he'd, he'd suffered a couple of HIAs. So, I kind of was under the impression that they were giving him time to recover fully from those. But I do not know what Sticky was thinking last week. He came out and was killing the first 15 to 20 minutes. He was playing really good footy, um, got taken off for his usual you know, pre-halftime break and then just was not sighted again for the rest of the game. Um, bizarre. And I know a lot of Raiders fans were just going, what the hell is going on? We needed someone out there. The game was getting away from us. We could have used someone digging in up the middle. But, um, yeah, whether he's picked up an injury or something, I've no idea. But it would no, be actually, the only I've, I've explanation. He's named in jersey number 19. So, it's got to there be a form go. issue or something. I, I cannot work that out for the life of me. For Supercoach, anyway, it means you don't have to worry about price drops or anything like that. Uh, you can just play it by ear. He's uh, not so much a problem when just he's not trading him out. <laughs> you've got other fires see what you can do um speaking of someone that may be catching a little bit of fire Corey harawira naira coming up to his third game so far in a pretty disrupted season for him he's named in the starting 11 jersey got 80 minutes the last couple of weeks should get 80 minutes again and at 300k a definite option definitely someone i've got my eye on um this week in particular playing against my boys who um love to give up points to um mm. the edge back rowers so um yeah i'm thinking about taking the punt at this stage but we'll get into that tomorrow 
And what are your Knights boys doing, mate? What's going on this week? Who knows? Um, say Blake Green suffered a rib injury after a, a somewhat late shot from Mikavalo. I didn't actually think it was all that bad, but you know Blake Green's 100 years old, so any shot is a bad shot. So Phoenix Crossland comes in to replace him in the halves. Heimel Hunt is back with Toa dropping out to the reserves. And... Um, Tex Hoy and Fitzgibbon have been named onto their extended bench uh, as they were last week. They both ended up playing Reggie's and got through okay. Talk is um, that Fitzgibbon would likely um, be pulled into the 17 squad on game day, but Tex Hoy is a a long shot to be um, called up. Um, Edric Lee apparently didn't look all that good at training this week, so they've given him another week to to get his foot right but heading in. But so, yeah, it's another bit of a shuffle for the Knights, hoping that uh, Ponga can bounce back after an awful game. Yeah. But um, the Raiders love to give up points to fullbacks. So, um, yeah, i got my fingers crossed. A couple of tough weeks for Ponga, obviously playing against the Roosters last week and Penrith the week before. So he has looked good in flashes, okay, uh, for the most part. But, you know, he's, he's had that massive game against the Sharks, uh, a lesser opposition, as we'd say. But against the Raiders this week, a day game, I'd say you must be confident. I am. I am. And say leading into last week, and I haven't done the scores yet. Um, sorry. Yes, I have. The Raiders are giving up 77 points a game to opposing fullbacks, even though they're, you know, on paper, one of the best teams in the comp and they'll, you know, they haven't been playing that way, but they're picking up big scores to the guys at the back. So I'm hoping for it. Um, Ponga's sake that he follows suit. Hmm. I mean, you watched Cody Walker last week. He didn't do much from the back in terms of running, but the way he just fed in at the line, they put on some pretty easy tries out on that left edge. So, you know, a similar play for a guy like Ponga there who should inject himself either side of the field, but I think they'll target that. So, surely, what are you going? Two, three tries this, this game? Uh, let's call it an even eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate, he definitely owes you. He All right, me. anything else Anything else on this game, mate? No, I just hope we keep it somewhat competitive. Yeah, love it. All right, we'll take a quick break, Lakey, and then come back and do the final four games of the round. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Nice little relaxing tone to get us into the final stretch. It isn't it? Don't you just want to take that shirt off? Tigers and Titans at Campbelltown. Uh, Well, geez, the Tigers are on the up after a big win and the Titans are on the way down after a big loss. So I don't know what happened uh, in that game there. So it's another enigma of a game. You guys against the Raiders just before this. I can't pick the Tigers. They're 
my bogey side this year. Every time I pick against them, they win, and every time I pick them, they lose. So they're sort of just a, a roller coaster. Certainly are, and they've got a few uh, changes of their own here. Tommy Talao out suspended, as you mentioned. Moses Embai named in the centre, so Jacob Little uh, given a reprieve on the interchange. If you haven't traded him out already, uh, I'm not sure why you wouldn't have, but, geez, there might be call to action there with a, a 20, 30-minute stint coming his way. Uh, no James Roberts, so, geez, I hope to God he makes a return in time for round 13, but otherwise just going to be another failed centre wing. Word I heard this afternoon is that he could be out up to a month with some sort of chest injury um oh that would have him primed and ready to go hopefully hopefully around 13 hopefully but mm. um zach Sini came in and sort of replaced him last week um ended up playing on the wing he looked really good he's got um he's just got cult hero written all over him the kid he's flashing a big ginger mullet and and can fly down the wing so um it's gonna be very fun to watch didn't the lads love it? I think it is a prerequisite nowadays in the NRL. If you're a start, like a debutante, you need a group of like 30 or 40 absolute larrikin-looking blokes uh, to sit on the sideline and just cheer you home. Because I think like Ben Marshke had it. The guy against the, the, the played for the Rabbitohs that jumped the fence after the game and like just tore That's his right. leg up. Yep. He had it. Uh, obviously, seen you here last week, last year with Staines. You had um, who was it? Cody Ramsey's mum yelling shit out on the sideline. Like <laughs> debutants are just absolutely such a focus nowadays. Get yourself down there and cheer them on. Anyhow, the the Tigers will be at home. They'll be raring to go. So hopefully, uh, one win leads to a few more for them because they've got a few attacking guns. We saw Dane Laurie go to town last week. His first ton ever. Um, that was incredible. We saw Nofo not so much. Not um, do anything. Sort of, else. No, as a frustration for owners, uh, of which I believe you and I both are, but mm-hmm. he just didn't do anything. He, yeah, like first half, he was very quiet, not going in for those usual, uh, dummy half runs. Second half, he kind of did, but you know, they weren't really leading to much. So, and they just, the, oh, the fucking centers that they put with him. It was Tommy Talao last week. It's, I mean, you got Moses Embai, hopefully he can pass the ball because he doesn't want to get tackled, but gee, some of the sent, some of the wingers, that we pick in this game just seem to be allergic to getting quality or any ball from their centres. And I'm looking at you, Stephen Crichton, fucking Charlie Staines every week. Brian Kelly. Killed. Brian Kelly. On the other yeah. side of the field in this game. So, yeah, I was um, thinking the exact same thing. They're big-name players, but for whatever reason, they're just not getting their hands on the ball or they're not getting through the work. Or As you said, the centres are killing them. And I said that in my captain's mm. article last week. David Nofaluma was looking at having either Joey Leilua or James Roberts inside him um, playing centre, and both of those are score killers. So it's brutal at the moment. Hopefully, um, Mbai can play inside Nofo and, and set him up. Tino Fasua Malawi makes his return from a shoulder charge ban for the Titans, their opponents this week. Um, welcome news for the pack. Not so welcome if you've still held him. He's got about 117, I think. I think. Yeah, there you go. It's uh, time to move him on if you haven't already. He's an origin player, so we'll miss round 13. So now's a good time to get him out if you've still got him on the pine there. Mo Fodawega drops back to the interchange bench. I think uh, his stocks will firm from an origin perspective as well going forward. So I know we talked a little bit about him last week as being a, a potential look-in for that round 13 week, but uh, that origin play plus also the dropping 
to the bench might uh, might steer some people away. Tyrone Peachy, thankfully, uh, retains his starting lock spot, so he's the uh, ever-used utility. They'll shift him around as they need to, but uh, thankfully, Bo Firma fills that centre spot and Philip Sammy still gets a run there. So, yeah, much very disappointing game from the Titans last week. Um, I expect massive efforts from David Fafida here. Uh, 60-odd last week. I was pretty happy as a non-owner, but, geez, would you be going back to the captaincy armband, Lakey, as an owner? Against the Tigers, I think I would. Um, and if you look at his scores across the year as I pull them up, he hasn't put in two bad scores in a row. So he's had... So obviously started off with the 60-point game after coming out of the hospital, then a 105-112. Next one was 88, then a 147, then a 78, then a 150. So he's had his 66, which is his down week. This week, judging by that um, upward projection, and we're looking at 160, 170 for David Fifiga. All right. SN Masters uh, named among the reserves. So, yeah, who knows when he'll get a run, but the Titans have had a pretty horrible run with injury. Obviously, Corey Thompson, uh, eight weeks out with an ankle issue. So, may get a run sooner rather than later. All righty, let's move on to the real blockbuster of the round. Cows and the Broncos at Queensland Country Banks, a home game for us. We might need it. Jake Clifford makes his return to the number seven jersey and Ben Hampton drops out with a pec injury. Not really much doing from a supercoach perspective. Uh, ben Condon, he's still getting run in that number 12 jersey. He was pretty ordinary last week in terms of supercoach. Uh, looking like a little bit under the the pace, I guess, for the NRL, but will build himself into it. At a break-even of a 50-odd this week, he learns a, a bit of a trade-out, uh, particularly for the boys not playing that round 13 game. Uh, Tamalolo was very quiet in his return as well last week from a hand, or two broken hands, so very interested to see just how long it'll take him to find his form, find his feet again in the NRL in 2021, but could be a look in for round 17 if he keeps losing some cash. For the Broncos, no changes to the 17. Um, Firming in terms of super coach for this mob, they're obviously playing round 13. A couple of their bigger name players are starting to heat up a little bit. Tyson Gamble, he's uh, retained his starting half spot with Anthony Milford. They finally got a, a win under the belt last week, and Tyson Gamble, he was uh, yeah all attitude. As we said, 181K, he's played about 10 minutes of NRL action before this. So should uh, should be building in time for the around 13 cheapy run if you're feeling that way inclined. TPJ, he's still in the second row, and so is Payne Haas in the, in the front row rotation. So a couple of uh, interesting plays we'll talk about tomorrow for them and Katoni Staggs, a chance to return for Magic Round. Wouldn't that be something? It would be magic. <laughs> Love it. Well, good. Anything else for this absolute blockbuster, mate? No, I wanted to ask you about Tom Alolo. You've been a Cowboys fan yourself. Um, was last week, was it just a reduction in minutes because of his match fitness or is that what we're looking at going forward? He only played the 44 minutes. No, it was a very weird rotation. I think from what the coach was saying, it's just to do with pain management. He's in, obviously in a lot of discomfort, so fresh off that injury. So I think it'll take some time for him, not only to sort that pain issue out, but also his match fitness, as you said. So I think longer term, I don't see any reason why we'd keep a million-dollar player like him out of the game for so long. I think time has healed a few wounds there, I would hope. So going forward, I see Lolo getting back to where he was. Just didn't look like he had any impact in his runs last week. He looked a bit tired. Some defensive issues there, which are never good. So I think um, longer term, we'll see that 55-plus minute game 
return for him. So I do think he's still an option in the game. It's just going to be you know, a month or more away. Uh, but, yeah, I'll definitely be bringing him in at some point post oh, maybe in round 17, just depending on how he's he's travelling, but still keeping an eye on. Anything else? No, no, no. That was the big one for me. Manly and the Warriors at Lotto Land, a uh, big one for Turbo. He's got his 100th game coming up. So, geez, it could be all things 100 with a day game at Lotto Land against the Warriors. So, uh, a couple of good omens for him. Josh Alloway and Marty Tapao, they're both out. Sean Kepi moves to the front row. Our boy Guac Hamoli goes uh, from the interchange into the second row. So, another starting spot for him. Uh, Moses Surly back in uh, the side after a back injury. He's coming in via the interchange bench. And Jorge Atafua on the reserves list and an outside chance of playing his first match. Opponents, the Warriors, they had a, a good win last week against us, just held on. As we said, Ben Murdoch-Masilla, he hasn't been named, battling concussion. Eli Katoa finally makes his return in the second row. So good news, Josh Curran still maintains that 80-minute uh, spot in the second row. Looks like he's won that. Definitely a handy-looking player. Chanel Harris-Tavita has been named on the reserves list. Uh, been out for the last month or so with a foot injury, so we'll be pushing the likes of Cody Nikarima and uh, the newbie. Um, the well, I forget what you called him. A beautiful man, was it, last week? Reese Walsh. 30-odd points last week. He looked a lot more dangerous than his yeah. scores led to believe it. That's exactly right. He controlled the game well and Anything played else good footy, game, but um, didn't actually get any super coach points. No, no. Dragons and the Dogs, well, it was a terrible game this one last season, but uh, should be a little bit more interesting this time around. Terrell Fuimaona, he's been named in the centres, so good news for any Fuimaona lovers. He'll probably be a jewel next year as well, given that. So Zach Lomax said, out with a dislocated thumb. Cody Ramsey's still named on the wing. Matt Fianai, he was... uh, well, he's the brother of Max who played last week and looked okay, scored decently, a 40-plus score, I think. He's named on the reserves and will take Ramsey's spot if he doesn't play. Uh, Ravaloa and Pereira both out suspended. Um, nothing else really doing, but Josh Maguire, mate, you quoted a little tweet in our chat today. Is, uh, there's some talk about Moose being an option. Potentially. He was um, brought up to me as somebody to look at for my front row. Uh, I need a, a replacement. Um, I don't know if I could stomach it, but, I mean, he played in lock. He played 80 minutes and he scored 65-ish um, on the back of a 73-point game last week. So, he's playing, you know, putting up some decent super coach scores since moving across to the Dragons. It's just uh, it's going to be hard to look at if I actually do bring him in. And the Dogs, mate, they're, again, never a real super coach darling of a side. Dallin Montanez-Elesniak back at fullback. Nick Meany moving to the wing. Dylan Napa named despite a shoulder issue. Ranoff Tony or Sia Manafonai named as potential backups. Um, Lock and Lewis back on the reserves list. Only real option for me in this whole dog side is Luke Thompson. We've talked about him over the last month or so, ever since he's come back from injuries. Held his, his body serviceable. Last week at a 55 was his lowest score for the year, but um, still I think has him in the top five for front row forwards this season, which I guess just goes to show how poor those stocks are. But is he a guy that you're still keeping your eye on? He has floated around different positions. Yeah, and he's got that dual flexibility if... Um if you want that, but doesn't play around 13. So it's, it's a bit of a funny one now if you grabbed him and you'd only play him for the next two or three weeks and then um, have to sit him again. But uh, good could be a handy one to have on the way home. Uh, anything else in this other blockbuster to close out the round, mate? No, mate. I think I'll be spending some Sunday afternoon time with the family for this one. 
How good, mate. I'll be up at the uh, O'Reilly uh, Rainforest Retreat. It'd be good. I have a little romantic weekend away. Spoiled, I'm sure, by having the Cowboys and Broncos on Saturday night there. But I'm sure the romance won't die, especially if we win. Uh, but anyway, thanks very much, Lakey. It's been good Teamless Tuesday pod. Plenty, plenty as always to get through. Uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow to go through some of the trade conundrums coming out around nine, having a look at your front row, trying to grade some players for you. Uh, they're basically the what not to do segment between you and I who we're trading in and who we're captaining this week and all the good stuff so look forward to that mate yeah it should be fun all good lakey I'll catch you catch you tomorrow Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.